this. So I will start with the, the most unexpected thing we had this week was again on Amazon Prime. And I just don't know why they don't promote their stuff. You're right, because I don't work there, right? Yeah, if you were working there, they'd uh, have their marketing all wrapped <laughs> up. And they, they'd be like, "Why? who's watching all this stuff? Oh, that's because we hired Ted. <laughs> so much stuff is being watched. <laughs> Even when Ted got rid of all his extra subscriptions. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 220, 220, and we are back with more crazy rain. And again, I'm happy <laughs> to see that you have not yet floated away. I know. Well, you know, many, many cars in the uh, in the gullies. I don't know what you call that, that outer lane, that parking lane. Yeah. It, look, it really looked like they're going to float away. They were literally like beyond the middle of their tires in water. The snow in the San Bernardino Mountains is just <laughs> like, I mean, it is insane. And in and, and the Sierra as well. But typically Southern Cal, we don't get that kind of snow. And I mean, those pe poor people, I mean, they're buried in 10 feet of snow. <laughs> I mean, they can't even leave their houses. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, yeah. I hope they have food and fresh water and, I mean, power. And, I mean, it's got to be so brutal. And you and you know from Chicago, like, Chicago's a... Yeah, but they never got that. No, no, but but Chicago's within that, that uh, snow belt. Yeah. So if you're above the snow belt, you can say every year we're going to spend money on this. Every year we're going to do that. So we have the budget for the snow plows. We have the snow plows. We have the people. We have the, the plan to do that. From being from Washington, D.C., we were right on the snowbelt line. So it didn't, it, it hit us like every five years it would hit us, or, or every seven years it would hit us. Depending on the jet stream or whatever. Yeah, but you couldn't budget for it when it's random like that. So so it's like if you're below the, the snowbelt. You're talking about the city. Yeah. Washington, D.C., yeah. No, I mean, when you say budget for it and plan, you're talking about the city with snow plows and all that, not like right. the municipalities. The yeah, yeah, the municipalities, right. Okay. Municipalities, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cities, whatever it be. But yeah, no. If you're below the snow belt and they're way below the snow belt down there, so they don't they don't even know what to do. Like there's no there's no contingency plan for that. And even if there was, I mean, you know, 10, 15 feet of snow, what are you gonna do with that? Like it's I, <laughs> it's 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 above their built their the buildings. Like what? <laughs> I've never seen that. You know, the living in Chicago, the most we probably ever got, well, at least in, in my memory, was probably 1979. And that was like, what, two, two and a half feet. Mm. And that was and that was insane. Yeah. Could not yeah. imagine. I mean, I've been up in the Sierra, you know, snowboarding and stuff. And I remember I have pictures with, you know, they, they plow out the, the road and it's like a 10 foot wall of snow. Right, right, right. But, oh, my God, I can't imagine like it's insane. All of that, you know, and, and how to and to be sure you're prepared with food and maybe wood and and uh, water and stuff. And but at some point, I mean, it when it doesn't let up and uh, your car is not going anywhere, <laughs> it's, it's literally buried under snow. And then like all the trees fall on top of them. Uh. Yeah. Oh man, I need a beer to to, to wash all Let's this do that. all Let's this do angst down. <laughs> what do you have? What do you have this week? Well, I went big. I went big. Uh oh. Uh oh. I did not. I have a velvet glow. Okay. Pale dry beer. What? Uh, Russian River Brewing. Oh, nice. Four point seven five ABV. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I'm going to go low. There's no way I could, I could, you know, I, I can't win this week. It's okay. I wanted to be more interesting than, than, than win. That's what I thought I had this one. And I, I was hoping you'd go really high and then, and then I would be like, uh, I would be ghosting you. <laughs> oh, oh, a little preview. Yes. Okay, cool. So let's pop that. All right. So what, let's, let's hear from it. Let's hear about it. Oh, mine. Oh my goodness. Look at this is like the color of water. Look at that. 
tasty water. Wow, that's really clean, man. Holy cow, really pale. And you have what now? It's called the Vampire Blues Stout, and it's an Irish dry stout, and it's by Bull... I'm going to butcher this name. Bjorwergi West. What? You see that? Good luck. (laughs) Well, let's hope a blue vampire means something that's interesting. Oh, this is a lager. This isn't even an an ale. Oh, look at you. No wonder it's so low and so clean and crisp looking. Such a rarity. Man, I should have saved this sucker for <laughs> after like some yard work. Yeah, I need summer. That's a summer brew. It's a it's a right now brew. What are you talking about? Mm. How's the the vampire? The vamp blue vampire. It's strange. So I don't I didn't know Irish stout, so it was very interesting to me. You mean you didn't know the characteristics of an Irish stout? Exactly. Yeah. But as I taste it, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is just like uh, 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 an amped up Guinness. Okay. And I'm guessing that's what that's kind of uh, some characteristic of an Irish stout. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tasty. It's light. It's got a little bit of bite to it. And you have a Guinness glass. And I have a Guinness glass. Yeah, this is very clean, very crisp, light with like a hint of lemon. Okay. Not citrusy, like how you would have a citra hopped uh-huh. like IPA or something. It's nothing like that. It's as if you had a super clean, crisp lager, almost like a pilsner. What's it called? What's it called? I'll look it up. I want to look it up. Velvet Glow Pale Dry Beer. Yeah, Russian River. Velvet Glow. And it has like a, a hint of like if you just put a spritz or a lemon in it. It's really, man, this is really good. And I know you're not a lager guy, but. Pale Dry, an homage to an old Grace Brothers Brewing Brewed Right in Santa Rosa. Yeah, 4.75 Blonde. Yeah, it's a Hell's hell style lager. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Do you know what Hell's is? Well, it's German for like a pale lager, I believe. Okay. So hell is just means like pale or bright beer. And that's exactly what this is. I mean, it's like right. super pale, super bright. It's very good. It is v- very German. Um, and speaking <laughs> of beer, uh, I was in the garage when you were asking if we were going to be recording tonight. Oh, yes. And me and Clarissa, we bottled an 8% nice. uh, sweet stout or a milk stout. Okay. And we kegged a double IPA, uh, 10.5%. Yeah, so we did We did that. And I, I may be brewing this weekend. I may not. It depends on the weather. I mean, if it's because, you know, a, a bit of what I do is outside, of course. And if it's pouring yeah. rain, I mean, the weather's just been crazy how how much rain are you getting up there uh that's a good question i'm gonna say we probably are around three inches at this point mm. how about you guys there yeah i wish i knew but we should I gotta call frank i know he has the whole thing it, it's insane it's supposed to go like i think we get a break sometime uh midday tomorrow and then it starts up tomorrow night again and then it goes through for a couple more days and yeah, this atmospheric river. Yeah, are you all set with wood? No, I'm not doing fires or anything. No. You know, I, I mean, if I had to, because like the power went out and we were freezing or something, I would. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. No, we just like the we like the feel of the fire on on rainy days like this. So we always we always throw a fire on. Yeah, we were doing fires for a while. And I remember one year, a few years ago, we were all getting this like respiratory thing going on. I, said, I said, you know what? Let's <laughs> not have the fire. See what happens. About a week later, everything cleared up. We were like, yeah, screw that. We're not doing fires anymore. <laughs> you know, it was just bad for the lungs. Yeah. I mean, if you have to, you have to, you know, but we don't have to. We're modern. We have a furnace. <laughs> Actually, if you're modern these days, you have like a heat pump. Heat pump. Yes. So how was your week? You had a you had a week off. You had a, an old friend. Yeah, my first friend from childhood who lives in Chicago. He paid us uh-huh. a visit here in Lompoc. Wow. Yeah, he golfed in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and then got here. We barbecued. I made some tri-tip. We had way too many bottles of wine. <laughs> got to bed about one in the morning. He got up, nice. golfed at... La Parisima the following day and then, you know, back to the house and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all that stuff. And then he left later that day. But I was thinking I could have made it. 
you know, in a recording. <laughs> Man, I was I was destroyed. I couldn't handle it, you know. And yeah. And, uh, and then he flew out on Monday. So he got in Thursday, flew out Monday. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of whirlwind tour in L.A. and then awesome. to come visit us and everything. So, yeah, that was, you know, awesome That's to great. see him. And he stood up in our wedding. You know, I remember when I was five, we moved into this new house. You know, it was in, in uh, a suburb of Chicago at the time. Yeah. We moved out of the city in a white flight. <laughs> I remember he comes walking across, the, like, the yard, mm-hmm. you know, and he shakes my hand. I'm Tommy Flynn, you know, and, and I'm five, <laughs> and he's a year older than I am. He's... uh no, actually, he's about six months older than I am. Okay. So, yeah, we've been friends ever since, you know, and all these many years later. And so it was nice to see him, you know, here paying us a visit in our little corner of California that nobody ever comes out to. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So then the beer and wine and then to finish up the week, I guess. Mm hmm. Uh, the boys had their parent-teacher conferences, and oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing really well. Good. Their achievement is doing really well, and, and they're getting some good scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim got an award this week for math. and Oh, good. Everything's going great. I could not be happier um, and more pleased with both of them. So, yeah, they're they're doing really well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, and then we'll get to, like, watching stuff and... Right, right, right. Um, you know, work's been getting busy. You know, it's springtime or coming up on springtime here pretty soon. And spring in the special ed world is really busy because, you know, kids fail all year. And then at the end of the year, everybody wants them <laughs> tested, you know. So then here you are, like, <laughs> testing all these kids. So, yeah, yeah, so... Oh, other than that, mostly just doing stuff around here, surviving the weather and <laughs> Right. Yeah. How about you? How about you? How was your week? Or or weeks? Speaking of testing, I don't even know. Did we have we had a show since Audrey got her driver's license? I think this is the first one. No, she got her driver's license. She got her driver's license. Yeah. And it's so it's so uh, you know, I I remember I failed it the first time I took it and the driving part. I did too. And then, you know, you come back and you're just like, all right, I really have to be careful, <laughs> right? Right. So I'm there, you know, as, you know, she's nervous and we go in and we're, you know, you queue up in this line, you queue up in that line, you get the car, you queue up in another line. Is it still like ridiculous with um, the waiting and the line or is, is it pretty streamlined these days? It it seemed like so at least they have your you have you have to be you have to do it by appointment. Oh, okay. And the point the appointments are fairly easy to come by. I think for each slot they have like either four or five people. But we were like, let's go early because we don't want to you know we don't mess around with this. So we go early and they say, all right, you can't come back until ten minutes before your your slotted time. So we're like, all right. So, but we're, but we're like, all right, we're not going to fall for that. They're telling everybody that we're going to come back 20 minutes before okay. our time, you know, just to, just to check it out. Right. And literally when we were there an hour or an hour before our time, everybody that was walking up was saying, what time are you? What time are you? What time are you? You walk down the whole line and you, you basically slot yourself into the times into your time lot space, you know? So it didn't really matter what time you got there. It didn't really matter. But then when we came back 20 minutes before our time, I asked everybody what time their slot was. And there were already four people in front of me at the same time. So obviously, you know, they, they, they were told to leave and they didn't or whatever. But anyway, so we line up, we queue up. She's really nervous. She goes off and she does her test. And what do you do as, as, as a, as a parent? Like, you know what I mean? This is a kind of new territory for me. And she's in the Dodge? No, no. She's in the Tesla. Kids the talk. She tested in the Tesla. Wow, that's got to be a tough car, though, because the way the braking is and all that stuff. Well, that's what she learned on. So it's really like it's really her. Oh, OK. Well, I guess there you go, then. Because we had, you know, she's driving Ann's car a little bit and the Dodge will be hers when we get it back from the shop. Oh, it's in the shop. OK. 
It's just it's just doing we're doing routine stuff. You don't want it breaking down when she's like oh yeah just maintenance <laughs> by herself and oil yeah changes, just maintenance all that. right right exactly yeah I think we're just we're double checking the transmission right now just while it's under warranty and all that stuff you know whatever oh okay but yeah so she tried to drive the right other gas car and you know BMW and it she can't she she can't get the braking down <laughs> it's hilarious. all that you know hard braking it's like she doesn't have that muscle because all in the Tesla you just have to let off the the accelerator and then you're you're stopping right so so it's what she learned on so she's coming back i could see my car coming back down the road and i'm like oh it's you know she's been gone and i tr- you try not you, you like what 10 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes something like that so the, it felt like the full time okay um but then she pulls into the parking spot and you're like all right did she pass? You know, don't just be ready for either <laughs> either outcome. So she's driving the the guy or gal who's who's like scoring her. The guys in the guys in the path. Yeah, the guys that's riding shotgun. Dude, can you imagine that job? Like every day you're just white knuckling it. You could, I mean, think about like your drinking problem. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. <laughs> there was one time where she had to pull into, she had to make a like a, a right turn in traffic, and uh, he, he he commented on her. She was like, "Well, you know, that was pretty narrow space to pull into, but uh, but you you know you could you could speed up. You sped up into, into the speed limit. You know, like you could go." From zero to the speed limit, which is like 35, 40 in like, you know, in two seconds and under two seconds. So because she could, you know, because you could accelerate into that, you know, with traffic kind of thing, you're, you can shorten the windows that you have to jump into. So he was, he was commenting on her about that, but I'm at a distance. I'm not listening to what they're saying. I'm just like watching. And the more and more he talks to her, the more and more I'm like, oh, that's another point. That's another thing. If he's like making arm gestures and motions and I'm like, oh, no, he's been in there too long. He's 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 saying too much. You just What's see arms on? filleting around. <laughs> yeah, and he's like motioning, you know, the way you make the two cars coming against, you know, next to each other and stuff. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God, did she pass? Did she pass? And I walk up and, you know, he walks out and I walk up and Audrey's just like stone faced and she's like you know about to cry and i'm just like so she's like i passed but oh, barely. <laughs> and i was like but you passed you passed let's let's just and she was worried she had to take a picture because she, she her eyes were welling up and stuff oh that's funny and uh just raw raw like tears of joy or like no like just terror and like the whole it's just like it's like she wanted to cry the whole test, but she didn't. So she just held it in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, and she was like, Do you, have, you know, she was getting ready to take her picture. She, you know, I said, Go to the bathroom, you know, just wash your face, you know, give yourself a minute. And she came out and they're like, No pictures. We'll use your learner's permit. So <laughs> she didn't have to worry about that. So the learner's permit has a picture? The learner's permit has a picture. It's a piece of paper. Uh, but they use that photograph that they took back then uh, to make your vertical provisional driver's license or whatever it's called oh okay yeah because she has that kind of driver's license where it's like a year or two where you can't be with other people your same age sort of a thing i I, god i hope so i think it's something (laughs) like that yeah Yeah. um but i don't even know how long it's going to be before she will let her drive by herself you know she she wants to drive by herself but both Ann and I are like, I don't know. You're not quite ready for that. You know, she she asks too many questions, you know, about ju- judgment questions. Yeah. You know, should I pull out? Should I pull out? I'm like, Audrey, you really have to, like, know whether you can do this or not. <laughs> I, you know, I can't. I, if, if you want to drive by yourself anywhere. I mean, once you commit, like, you're there and you got to just go. I mean. Right. And if right. you don't. And if you, like, commit and you're just, like, unsure, I mean, someone's going to slam into you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So literally it's like, it's like teaching the Tesla, (laughs) you know, it's a Tesla and a a 17 year old, very, very similar to, to the driving styles. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Well, good. Congratulations to her then. Yeah. One, one down, one to go. That's it. And Bryce is what? 14 or 13? He's 13. He turns 14 in a few months. Okay. Man, the big one four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh he's entering the teen well he is in the teen years but he's entering the Oh, his his big thing this week is that he uh, he finally shaved. I let him shave his little 
his little mustache <laughs> off. Shaved. So he I, he was like, "What am I going to do?" And I was like, "What's this? I got the safest thing I got is this uh, brawn. I got a brawn foil razor." So I gave that to him. I was like, I don't think you can hurt yourself with this. Yeah, like I use a safety razor. Oh, you know, the double sided, you know, like single blade. Yeah, you got to be you got to be careful with that. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's it works good. You just have to be you can't you just don't press hard No, And you have to approach it through the the lens of beard reduction, not beard removal. (laughs) So if you try to take it all off in one, you'll snag. No, you'll just rip your face apart. Yeah. So you go along, you know, you, you lather up and all this stuff. You go along, you take it down, you walk, you rinse it off, you lather up again, you take it down, mm-hmm. you lather up again. And then the the final one, I do three passes. The final one is when you get out, you touch up all the little right little sections you miss. So it's, it, you know, it's not like you have like a Gillette, like 10 blader where you just like <laughs> go from left to right and you're done. Right. Well, those things clogged up. Those things clog up like crazy too. Yeah. You know, the, the single blade never clogs, you know, it's just, it just, uh, no, I'll tell you though, getting rid of those like mock threes or whatever they were and all that yeah. stuff. I used to get ingrown hairs. Yes. All all over my neck like nobody's business. I've been doing the uh the the safety razor. I want to get a straight razor, but I've been doing the safety razor now for I don't know, 5ish years, probably longer. I mean, t- how time gets by. Which one do you have? Do you have the do you have the one that's like the a Mercure. The metal metal handle? You don't have the Oh, you have like a fancy one. Uh, not fancy. I mean, 40 bucks maybe or something okay and then the blades i i get the mercor blades and mm-hmm. you know you could buy like a gross of them for like <laughs> 30 dollars and and, they'll, and they're so flat they fit in like a small little yeah they'll last you five years it, the heads on like the gillette ones and stuff those things are like super expensive yeah no and they're super expensive because they are you know what is it i forget the term but yeah they're they're specific, you know what I mean? So they, if you have the free handle, the free cheap handle, but that's the brand you use, then you have to buy those blades. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a nice badger hair brush. and But you don't have to take it all the way down. Like, I think that's what those those multi-blade things, they, they get it so low that it goes below the skin. So obviously the hair is going to have a hard time growing out when it's starting out below the skin i'll tell you though i do get a closer shave with the 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 safety razor oh you think so okay absolutely you just like i said it's beard reduction not beard removal Mm -hmm. so as you go through (laughs) it just takes you know and people they'll say like oh why do you want to take so long shaving you know but i look at it's like it kind of pampers you you know you put on the the parasso stuff and it has that Uh like tea tree mint oil whatever and yeah, it like constricts the skin. Yeah, I don't know. It makes it all nice. You have like a pre-shave, and then <laughs> you ha- you whip up you whip up the lather and your with, with the soap and all that stuff. And I will say, like the you know, I hate getting massages. I I hate them. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> but and I can't relax. Like they tell you relax, and you're just not relaxed. You know. Oh, I know. And then you're like twitching and stuff. And- <laughs> But I love a good shave in the barbershop, like with the hot towel and uh, all that that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like it pampers you. Um, Clarissa uses a straight, or not a straight razor. She uses uh, uh, like a wet shave type razor, a safety razor. And hers is like heavy. Mm-hmm. Where mine, I have to push slightly. Hers is like, if I use hers, it's heavy enough to where like gravity just Ugh. does the work for you. Like it just sits yeah. on, it's weird how yeah it's, you, you don't push it all you know just let it glide let it glide all right man we have uh, a bit of a theme tonight okay so both trailers have late 80s early 90s music playing to the gen x crowd okay one of them is from the directors of avengers infinity war and endgame and the other has chris evans in it <laughs> and they're both spy movies so <laughs> And they're both, well... And they both have hot chicks. They're both in the... They're both, I was going to say they're both in that ROM category, but are you dis, I think you disagreed with me on that when I was saying... So which one are we doing first? Uh, let's get into Citadel. Okay, Citadel. Yeah. 
So um, a new spy versus spy series from Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. The one thing they don't have in common is Ghosted is a movie. Right. Okay, good. I I nailed it. Good. (laughs) Yeah, because Citadel, they tell you straight up a new series from Amazon Prime. Good. Good. They're learning. But begins with the trailer to the trailer. It was a good one, though, I thought. But 25 seconds later, you see the trailer to the trailer. In a two and a half minute trailer. But it's all action, though, right? It's It's all action. It's not as bad as repeating a line of dialogue. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I think you're right, though. Um, They're rom. Well, no, they're not. I wouldn't say they're rom coms. Ghosted definitely. Well, we could get to that one in a second. Let's. I don't want. I don't want to start. Okay. Right. That's why. That's why I did the same thing. I was like, oh, which one are we doing first? (laughs) Because we can have that discussion during uh, the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. This one, the Citadel. Oh, and the Citadel also has um, um, Madden. What's his name? His name is Richard Madden, who is also in Eternals. So another another Marvel movie. Yes, he is another Marvel. So there you go. The the Marvel theme running through this tonight too continues. Yeah, I, I don't. Could you be a spy? No, no. You don't think you could? I I like my fingernails right where they are. I already lost a toenail this year. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go through anything like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I, I, there's there's many ways to make me crack under pressure and I just don't I just don't trust myself with any any secrets. Well, that and then like I mean, you have to know like crazy karate or something. Oh no, I don't know any of that stuff. That's all Bryce's territory. How about you? How about you, ex-military? Can you be a, a spy? Well, how do you know I'm not a spy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember you were sitting in the hallway and you're getting shaken down by the the female uh, intelligence officer. <laughs> oh, LAPD. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it either, man. <laughs> At any level. Like, I mean, there's field operators. There's, you know, field agents. Right. Like, okay, if you think about, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Ian Fleming. Is he the one that did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That did Bond? Uh, Bond, right. Okay. So he actually worked for uh, like the British, not the SAS, but whatever their the spy agency. Yeah. Spy agency is. But he did more like he was like in the office doing the planning and stuff. Right. Well, yeah. Did you ever see Mincemeat? Oh, I did. Yeah. Mincemeat. That's Ian Fleming. Remember, he's in the back writing the whole time. He's run the, on the typewriter. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. And I think it was like. um Goldeneye or something. Well, what was his first his first novel? Oh, Doctor wasn't it Doctor was it Doctor No? I don't know. It was the first movie. No, his first written novel, not movie. Oh. But that but that was like a real uh mission that they did during World War Two. <laughs> yeah, that's it's awesome. like insane, yeah. you know. And but that's right, Mincemeat, I forgot about that. He's in the back that's writing great... his his uh his books. <laughs> He's writing the books on, on the British dime, but yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be a, or the or the half. What are they? Half penny or whatever? A pence? A pence? Yeah, on the British pence. A pence? Yeah. No, I couldn't be a spy though, man. Like in in any form, you know. Like I like talking too much. <laughs> You're just like we're talking and drinking. <laughs> I couldn't keep quiet. Yeah. I would be like, "How was your day?" I'd be like, "It's so I can't tell you. It's so." It was so good, though. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you, you know, you have to live this double life. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm drinking beers, and then next thing you know, like, I'm spilling the beans. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But, yeah, I like the the little bit of, I don't know, it has some witty humor in there that you didn't see coming. Right. Yeah, I made these uh, equipment for my favorite spy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, he didn't want it, so I gave it to you. <laughs> And and they also like the the romance is kind of like just a romantic tension. Exactly. Right? So so both the the rom and the com are just kind of under like an undercurrent to a kind of more straight up spy thriller kind of thing. And that's why I I kind of labeled this one spy versus spy. Yes. Because they're they're romantic tension and I don't know like how they play out. I mean, are they on the same team? Are they like different countries right. who are allied against a common cause, which is kind of how it looks like it plays out. Yeah. Or are they just from like different 
parts of the same agency and I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely going to give this a shot, though. I think it's a series. I didn't see how many episodes. It's probably eight, eight, eight ish. Right. I hope they tell the story and they don't come back. <laughs> just just saying that's kind of where I'm at nowadays. Like, I don't mind, you know, like when we talk about The Last of Us. Yeah, I don't mind. I, I hope they just do what they're going to do. She gets the cure and it's just over. I don't want to see it next year. <laughs> just let it be done. Let it be done, please. Yes, I love it. I love it. Have a nice, have a nice strong season or two, but Absolutely. then just like play, play off in the sunset. Go out large. Yeah. Be like Jordan. Go out on top. <laughs> and then and then don't try and like have a retirement comeback and then just fail miserably. Uh, so don't be like Jordan. Don't be like Jordan. <laughs> all right, man. I mean, what do you think? I, I would, I'm assuming you're all in on this. I, I'm all in on this. This is one that hopefully Ann and I can watch. Yeah, it seems like something she would be into. Yeah, hopefully if it's not too violent. Um, or it doesn't too not too bloody. Bloody, like right. that, to me that that was my favorite thing where he throws the knife at her and he was like, "I thought you were gonna catch it or something," you know. Well, they do show. Um, it looks like an execution or something. Guys just sitting there and they're like point blank with the pistol. Right. Well, you know, it's all about how much do you show. You know, you can exactly. you can allude to stuff. Yeah, and that's that's fine, and we can get through that. But if it gets too gruesome, well, they do that. Then there's jump cuts. And then, I mean, it's also, too, like, the way they sound score it. I mean, that scene may not have played out the way it looks in the trailer. I mean, we know how that right. works. Yeah. You never know. When you're in this profession. <laughs> All right, man. Ghosted from Apple TV Plus. So Amazon Prime and Apple TV. Yeah, that's right. And this one, so Ghosted is Chris Evans and, oh, I forget her name. What's her name? No idea. Uh, come on. She's great. She is great. I don't. I, I don't remember her name. Do <laughs> you know Look she's she's also she's another Bond girl. Oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Anna de Armas. So uh, Chris Evans and Anna de Armas. So Chris Evans and Anna de Armas, and Anna de Armas is another Bond girl. So you know you have more spy kind of that that spy and spy stuff, and she kind of plays the same character that she played in in the Bond movie where she plays like a CIA agent. So this one, you know, this one's nice. I I, I like I, of the two trailers, I think I like this one better. I agree. This this trailer tells this story and it really sets you up to kind of have this uh romantic, you know, the romantic guy <laughs> Chris Evans at the beginning, you know, this this whirlwind romance and then it kind of falls flat on its face. You know, it, it's really paced really well. It the, it tells a, it tells a story and it's a version of the story that you hope to get in the movie. Uh, yes, I agree with all of that. And what I love about this trailer is that it lures you in and you're expecting like a, a more modern day version of You've Got Mail. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you're expecting a straight up rom-com. Yeah, you're just looking at, oh, they ghosted and then it's going to be like, you know, they see each other out at dinner, but they're with the other one and. Right, and in right. the end, it's like, oh, but they actually do fall in love. Like, you're kind of expecting that sort of a movie yeah, out of right, this right. trailer. And and for two-thirds of the movie, through two-thirds of the trailer, you would you would be all right with that. But then, boom, you know? It makes that turn, and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> he just got, like, shot in the neck with a syringe. Now he's tied up in a cave. Like, what is going on here, you know? I, and what I also enjoyed about it is Chris Evans is kind of the he's clumsy. Yeah, he's clueless. Like, what am I doing? Who are you? Why am I the yeah. tax man? He's the hopeless romantic. Yes. <laughs> and then but as, it, as it goes, you see his skills start to improve. Like he becomes more of a badass. All of a sudden, you know, he's able to like start fighting and he just his his skill set grows throughout the trailer and probably throughout the movie, too. Right. I really like it. I guess what the movie has to explain, though, is how does she how does he know she's in London? Right. Because all he says in the trailer, I watched it a few times. All he says is, I'm going to London. Like, How does he know he's there <laughs> or she's there? Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's a fun ride. Have you have you seen the movie Night and Day? Night and Day, I have not. No. Oh my god! So Night and Day is an old Tom Cruise movie. It's Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Uh, okay. And uh, Tom Cruise plays this super uh, spy guy, you know, like kind of a Bond born 
cross. And Cameron Diaz is just the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know? So she kind of gets caught up in his, his world of espionage. And because he's getting, he's trying to get away, he plants something on her, but the bad guys know that it's planted on her. So he has to like go retrieve it before they can get to her. So he's kind of involved this regular citizen into this thing. But then through the course of the movie, the romance builds up. So this is kind of where the romance starts and it's like deconstructed night and day. But night and day is an amazing movie. Like from the 90s or so? Uh, I think 20, late 20, like 2010, like right around, I think 2010. Oh, okay. So it's not that old. Yeah. Not super old. Like, yeah, 2010. Night and day. I'll have to check that out. Night, night and day. We'll have to figure out where it's streaming. Yeah. Oh, speaking of streaming. <laughs> So and pulled up the credit card and she's like, she's like starting to scan through the credit card. I'm like, fuck, what's going on? She goes, do you know what these charges are? Do you know what this is? Do you know what that is? And I'm like, oh, no. What do you have? A bunch of streaming services on there? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to spend the last two days calling all these streaming services. And guess what? In Amazon, in Amazon Prime, I had clicked on things that I had two separate overlapping uh showtime <laughs> subscriptions wow <laughs> and i was like i was like how is that even like i'm talking to the rep like try i said just cancel everything and put me back on the annual amazon prime like i didn't know i was on monthly amazon prime i thought i paid every year uh but they they had switched me about a year ago to monthly and then they broke everything out and i was like what are all these other amazon prime I, I, you know, I thought it's all one thing. Wow. And it was all this Showtime and other thing. And I think I had Showtime Stars and Showtime Plus or Showtime Matt, whatever, m most. You'd think that, that they would be like, uh, you already have this. <laughs> so how do you get it again? Yeah. Right. Like I didn't <laughs> or or like, oh, you want to switch to, you know, you have one Showtime that's like basic Showtime and they have Showtime Max, which is Showtime and other stuff. So maybe if I had one and then one was bigger, like the bigger package, you can't like charge me for both. Like, that's ridiculous. So we got it all straightened out. She gave me back 200 bucks. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> from all, those, all the streaming services. So it's great. Wow. That's expensive. Yeah. Um, but it was lucky. And then, yeah. And then I tried to switch to the Disney employee plan. Oh, and we're going to, like, I'm still trying to sort it out. It's hard uh, because we had different email addresses and stuff. So we're going back and forth. And it could be up to 10 days before we get our Disney Plus back. That's the kind of stuff that drives me insane. Like, why should it be so hard? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just turn off one, turn on the other. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and then they give us the one that has the commercials. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I went through all that. And then we're going to have to see if we can handle watching commercials in movies and programming, you know, like ham handedly placed commercials and in movies that we're watching, we're going to see, we'll see how that goes. And it's the difference between like $13. Wait, it's in the middle of the movie? Yeah. It's between $13 for that level or $20 a month for the, you know, all three channels, all three streamers with no commercials. Hulu, ESPN. Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus. And Disney Plus, for right. Tw 20 bucks a month, right? Is that what, are you on that? Do you do all three or do you just do two? No, we have Disney only. So no Hulu. No Hulu, yeah. Typically, and you just confirmed why I do it this way. Typically, if I want a streamer, I turn on the streamer or I turn off whatever it is. Like, I'll go to HBO. I'll go to Showtime. I'll do it because if I start doing it within, like, the add-ons, dude, I'll get lost in there. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't even know I was doing it. I had to put a parental control on our on our Amazon account just so I wouldn't inadvertently like by accident, buy something. <laughs> and like, I was like, how do, how do I stop myself from doing this to this lady on the phone? And she, and she was just, you know, she walked me through it. She goes, I'll send you a little article on how to set up the parental locks on yourself. Well, you know how it's happening. You're like sleeping and it's like, all right, baby, I'll go to bed. And you're just like flicking. And next thing you know, you're subscribing. And yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of like when you log in with Google, like you go to a website. Oh, log in with Google. Man, you log in with Google on so many websites, like you, you don't even know what they have access to anymore. Oh, uh, 
And then if you look at if you look at Google on the back end, you're like, what is this website? You know, and right. So I do everything with an email and password individually. I never like cross login or any of that stuff. And they don't need to know anyway, which they probably already do. But right. You know, it was funny. So this this happened this week. I one of the subscriptions that I actually do like is I have an HP uh, print subscription. So basically, whenever the ink cartridge on my on my printer is low, this is at work. No, no, at home. Oh, at home. <laughs> but during COVID, I had to print so much stuff for the kids. I'm just like, we're getting a printer. We're gonna get a quality printer, and we're gonna get a subscription to ink. So it comes in the mail, like a laser jet one or something. Yeah, just laser jet, just a cheapy whatever. But it has the subscription for ink, which is great because you never have to think about it. When it's low, it orders its own ink. You know, you pay by the number of sheets that you uh, consume. So it's it's not it's it's nominal. You know, if you if you use it less, you pay less. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's great. So the other the other day, the Amazon had the the yellow ring or whatever, the orange ring, which means it has a notification on it. So I always clear those out. I'm like, what's your notification? And it says your your inkjet is low on ink. Would you like me to order some? <laughs> Here's the kind of ink you need for your printer. It's in your Amazon cart. If you want me to order it, just say order it (laughs) you know what i mean and i was like oh this is this is so crazy like and and i said no don't order it i have a subscription like i'm talking to this you know computer box in my house whatever so i basically just said no and then i was like oh but i guess i'm low on ink but the hp people should know that because they're monitoring how many pages am i printing so they should know when i'm low and you inadvertently canceled the subscription. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So the next, oh, okay. the very, the very next day, I come home and there's a little box right there from HP. They, so I guess Amazon had intercepted the the message going out to HP saying like, send this kid ink, send this guy ink, you know. That's so weird. And then and then they were both offering. Well, one was sending it to me, the other was trying to offer it to me. Oh man! So it's very it's the the Internet of Things has already uh, has impacted that space as well that you're talking about, where you know the backside of Google or the backside of of all of the things. Oh, they all know what you're doing, and it it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> all right, speaking of the backside of uh, everything, so what are you watching? So I will start with the the most unexpected thing we had this week was again on Amazon Prime, and I just don't know why they don't promote their stuff. You're right, because I don't work there, right? Yeah, if you were working there, they'd uh, have their marketing all wrapped <laughs> up, and they'd be like, "Why? who's watching all this stuff? Oh, that's because we hired Ted. Uh, <laughs> so much stuff is being watched. <laughs> Even when Ted got rid of all his extra subscriptions. <laughs> so, uh, but it was called Three Pines. Have you heard of this, Three Pines? No, I never heard of it. So Three Pines is, um, oh man, Alfred Molina stars in this eight-part um, mini uh, miniseries. That's what we used to call these limited series, is miniseries. But it's all about uh, an inspector, uh, a police inspector in Canada who is investigating a murder. And apparently so there's eight episodes. Each murder in this small town takes up two episodes. And of course, by the second murder, when this guy comes to visit from Ottawa or wherever, the big, big town that he's from, Ottawa. Um, he says, uh, the, the townies say like, I hope you don't think all we do is murder people up here. You know what I mean? Cause it's like a town of, of a hundred people and there's four murders in the short span of time. Is it good? I mean, it's a good show. It's a fun whodunit. And how did you find it? Uh, just, you know, they thumbing just around, you or? Bump, bumbled, you know, stumbled into it. Um, and is a fan of Alfred Molina. So we were able to agree on it and got really, you know, like, I, I work from home a couple of days a week, so I'm like pl- plugging away and plugging away at the inter- the stock market and we're just sitting there and I'll put, I'll put something on in the background while I'm finishing up something and we'll watch something during lunch. So this is nice. It's all one hour episodes, <laughs> one lunch. She just kind of puts her computer down and leans forward. I was like, oh, it got you. It got you. This is the middle of the first episode. You're like, you're invested. <laughs> She's physically invested into this thing. That's funny. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, what have you been watching? You watch anything exciting these past couple weeks? Yeah, we watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, okay. Yeah, on Netflix. But it's subtitles, no? 
Uh, I did English dubbing okay. with English subtitles. Okay, all right. So yeah, because it's kind of like Britishy English. Uh huh. So I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> so I did subtitles <laughs> and English dubbing. So because I'm I, I worked that way. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, it was okay. It was very good. I looked at a couple things on IMDb because uh-huh. I wanted to see when the original was. Well, it's a book, and then the original movie was 1930. Wow. And there was a 1979 movie. And then they had this little trailer that did with all three movies shot for shot. Oh, really? It's so all the movies are so similar. Uh. It's, it's pretty crazy that way. I mean, even the 1930 movie, you know, it's just gruesome. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. I was really surprised in 1930 how gruesome they made it. But it was yeah, it was very good. Um it's the you know, it's the story of the book. It follows the soldier Paul through his time on the on the front, on the western front and mm-hmm. everything that they do and you know, just kind of how the war was and I mean just millions of people died in that war. It was just brutal. Yeah. It's one of those wars that it's like the first modern war with modern equipment, machine guns, machine gun. machine all that gun. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But it was kind of like older tactics uh, in, in a way, you know, like, yeah, like just run at them. But and then everyone's just getting mowed down by machine guns. <laughs> you just get, you know, right. and oh, right, right, brutal. Right. Yeah. Even what d- during the the Revolutionary War. Well, that's like linear warfare. That was that was like the end of that era where you could like just line up a bunch of people. Well, no, the Civil War they did a linear warfare. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it you know musket warfare and all that. But no, it it was it was you had a chance. It was <laughs> brutal though. I mean, and they and I think the movie depicted the brutality well yeah yeah it was it was insane where would you slot that versus like saving private ryan the movie or what do you mean yeah like uh, as war movies it would you would you rank it above say i i mean i just every time i try to turn on something like all quiet on the western front i always feel like myself well i'd rather just watch it's been a long time since I've seen Saving Private Ryan. Maybe I should just watch that instead, you know? Yeah, a couple comments on that. One is Saving Private Ryan is very good. It's a fictional story, obviously. Yeah. I mean, as is as is All Quiet on the Western Front. This one is German produced and German made. Right, right. Not at all Hollywood. You could see a little bit of, of Hollywood play out in... In Saving Private Ryan. Oh, very much so. I think. Yeah, I would say in that this um, Western Front is more of like an art, an art house kind of a film. Okay. I would say it 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 plays it plays to that ah. to that uh, caliber that style. Here here's my here's my analogy. All Quiet or Western is more of a Schindler's List than a Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I, I would I would call it that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And and it's then it sounds like it's heavy. It's like one of those movies you see it and you're like, Whew. I don't need to see it again. Exhausted and done. <laughs> I'm exactly. done. I checked it off the list. Exactly. <laughs> like Shinder's list. I've never I would never watch Shinder's list again. You know, I, I would say like the opening, you know, the invasion of Normandy and all that stuff is is pretty gruesome in Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's along the lines of like Band of Brothers where I could mm-hmm. watch Band of Brothers a few times. It lets up it. It lets up. It has. It has a. It has light moments. It has a. It has a meter to it where it swings and it goes from heavy to light. Exactly to conge- congenial. Like they have this camaraderie. You know, band of brothers. It's definitely a. a you know. A crew kind of movie <laughs> where all these guys are hanging out together. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Western Front's like two and a half hours of trench warfare. Right. You know, it's just, I mean, that's not the whole thing, of course, but, but I mean, they get to the front, they're all excited to go, and then they get there, and then it's just like, it's just, I mean, it's carnage. Right. It's just, oh, it's just, hor- it's horrific. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think, it's much heavier than Private Ryan. Right. Yeah, much heavier. So. Did you see 1918? No, that's another one I want to watch. Oh, 1918 is beautiful. Like, yeah. It's it's heavy, it's unrelenting, but it has some beauty to it that's kind of that's that's uh yeah, it, it's it, again, it's cinematic, but 
but it's he- much heavier than Saber Pirate Ryan. It's probably right. in, in the sweet spot between those two. Okay, and I'll then look War- at that one. War Horse is another one. Another, I think it's another Spielberg, and it's another great, you know, movie. Even Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, and then uh, let's talk about The Last of Us. So you're caught up, I'm assuming. Okay, totally caught up. You? Yeah, there's one episode left. One left to go, and like the. <laughs> Silver Lake Town. Uh, the Silver Lake Town was amazing. I love that episode. Oh, man. Spoilers b- about to come. So if you- Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yes, please. If you don't want to hear it, turn it off, but come back <laughs> in a few minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> but when they show the bodies hanging in the mm. shed, like, yeah, that they're feeding off. In the cooler of, shed. Right. They're upside down, and, like... It's venison, I swear. It's venison, I swear. And they're missing heads, and the heads are cut off. Yep. Oh, God. It's horrible. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, you'd want to... Well, you don't want to eat Fred. You don't want Larry staring in the face while you're chopping off his hot quarters, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, that... Uh, that uh, oh, how could you do it? Do you, so, do you watch the BTSs of each episode? We do, yeah. I love... I lo- so, those. That's my, that's my favorite thing of the movie. I So, well, obviously, we grew up during the DVD age. I was a huge movie buff, obviously, through the whole, you know, childhood. And when DVDs and, you know, Laserdiscs were the first one that did this, where they have the the director's commentary on it. Right, exactly. And you could listen to the whole movie with this director's commentary. And I'm just like, you know, and I would and I would just listen to the director's commentary over and over and over again. Was, they, were, they were great. But now in my new kind of world where I'm watching this on a treadmill and I'm like, you know, I have to get in to make the smoothie to get the kids to school, you know what I mean? I don't have the time or bandwidth to sit through a whole episode that's the docu the, the the director's commentary. Where they're telling you about how they did the scene and all that. Each one of the scenes and they're just kind of filling it, you know, sometimes. But if there's a little three to five minute trailer that has like uh, producers and directors talking about what they're shooting and what they're doing and how they're trying to make it like the game or unlike the game or this is the character from this is the voice actor of Joel in the game. (laughs) You know what I mean? So. Right, right, right. I was just like, this is all I need. All I need are five minutes of just these little nuggets. And uh, and it's it's the perfect way to end any episode. So I love it. Yeah, I agree. And I like when they you know, they have uh, the the actors talking about like how they played the scene. And the one guy was right. The one guy was talking about how when he got hit in the neck and then slides down the wall, he's like, (laughs) that looked amazing. He was so like he was so proud of how he died. My death scene is so phenomenal. Yeah, I died so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we started, uh, finally, season nine of Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> I remember in the 90s, 98 or whenever they ended it, I remember season nine, or the, the final season was just terrible. Yeah. And like they were just phoning it in, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> And I mean, we're watching we watched the first episode last night of season nine. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this bad? Like, it's just it, it went, <laughs> there were some funny episodes of season eight for sure. But man, so far, this is one's been pretty bad. Yeah, I actually because of you, I actually started the pilot the other morning. Oh, did you? Uh, I was I was in between something. I had finished up you and you hadn't started up again. So I played Seinfeld, the the pilot, and I was just like, oh, my God, it's so much more stand up than I remember. Right. Like they, he was like he went back to the stand up at every, you know, every break almost. And I was like, oh, that's right. It was at every break. And it was it was always about like the scene that they just come from. So he like talked about the laundry and he had just been at the laundromat. <laughs> and so it was like all this referential stuff. And I was like. Oh, so unnecessary, like so much wasted effort to do this when you could just like talk about these characters. Yeah, I think that goes away in the second season. Yeah. As I recall. And then and then it's strictly the opening. And then by the time they're like in the eighth season, they pretty much get rid of the stand up altogether. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But th- yeah, that was uh, I-, I would say. It starts off like kind of bumpy and then like it starts getting strong around season three 
to season six or seven and then it kind of starts season eight's like hit and miss right and you know but yeah it's a it's a good show i mean i'm glad we went through them all uh-huh. I, I don't know if i ever need to do that again because there's just so <laughs> many it's it's a lot of investment <laughs> yeah it's it's a big investment but they're 22 minutes a piece and there's some episodes man that you just like it's the, it's like roll on the floor laughing they're so funny <laughs> and then there's others where it's like oh there here comes the trope what about the stuff going over over the boys heads like master of your domain i don't think they know what that is i know they don't know what i hope let's hope they don't know what that is but but you watched the episode yeah did was it still funny to them or were they just not laughing they laugh at more like the tropes like newman okay (laughs) you know or the way the way uh yeah like the sponge they don't know (laughs) sponge worthy uh yeah, and then we're watching, and Tim will be like, "Dad, what's a condom?" <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, done. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, you mentioned this one, and I watched it. Was the Chris Rock selective outrage? Oh, yes. So I, I hear. Okay, I want to hear your notes on it first. I have I have notes that I've been honing on on my family. I've been t- I told my family three different three different notes about this. But hit me with what your thoughts are. Okay. I will say, though, when we look back at I'll just use Seinfeld, for example, I like his humor because he just gives like the things he notices and it's his humor. When jokes are like stuck or dying, all they do is throw in vulgarities and F-bombs and stuff. Right. So Uh that kind I mean, like there were funny moments, but a lot of it is him just like bitching and moaning and griping with a lot of expletives <laughs> i get it i have the same gripes at times too right you know and i have the same thoughts as and he articulated it fine but it's like eh, i don't know and then when he gets to the end and it's like the will smith stuff finally let's get it you know right i felt like he was just there airing his grievances and he was like, I got to come back at something because like my my ego is hurt and this is my chance to just like give it up uh, back at him. You know, right. I'm just going right. to have my my monologue and just yell at him for doing it. And <laughs> I don't know. Well, so what 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 is your uh... my biggest my biggest gripe with that show i love his comedy and he had some funny he had some funny lines though i'll, I'll give him that tons of fun i mean the whole 40 year old woman thing 40 to 50 year old woman i was just like i was dying <laughs> yeah that you got to work on their house <laughs> <laughs> but to me his so as another observer of comedians over the years like i you know we used to sit and watch and 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 critique comedians a lot chris rock kind of exposed his his craft a little bit i thought for me it just felt like this is way too early in the run of the show that he's going to take on tour or play around the country like he was it felt very unrehearsed and it felt raw because if I don't know if you noticed, like when he would set up the joke after the big laugh off of the last joke, he would repeat this line of that's like the opening line of the joke. He would say it anywhere from three to seven times, the same line over and over again. Yes. In that loud yelling kind of way. Right. And in my mind, okay, so the number of times that he says it is the number of times that he can say words to fill dead air. While thinking about the whole joke and playing the whole joke in his head, and then he can deliver the joke. And he did mess up one of the jokes. He messed up a few jokes like like that. Yeah. So I think if you take a show like this on the road and you're going to do something for, for you know, posterity where you're like, all right, we'll do a recording that you shop it around four to six months while you're on tour or, you know, just moving around the country playing little houses to, you know, to refine it. And to see, you know, like before you make it on Netflix, before you make it a Netflix show that's live for the first time, you know, what I mean, one of these big, huge things. And I think he was just trying. I think the timing, it had already been a year since the whole Oscars thing. So it was like it, it was losing. Yeah. And he even mentioned it was over. It's over a year ago. Yeah. It's losing its shelf life. So I think that's why I had to get it out there. But yeah, it's an hour half show that needs to be an hour. Right. He could have tightened it up. He could have tightened it up to an hour. Yeah, I agree with that. And and like I said, I mean, and 
there's a lot of comedians that have, you know, they're just F-bomb this, F-bomb that constantly. Right. You know, I love a well-placed F-bomb or, or any other word for that matter. I don't mind that, <laughs> That's a, you know. Right, right, right. But when it's every other word and you're you're sent you can't say a sentence without f bombing or any other word n bombing or any of that stuff it's like <laughs> okay i mean i want to hear your intellect not your vulgarity right right and that and that's the i would say my biggest gripe about his style of comedy yeah you know, I think Bill Burr does it well. Right. You know, he's he's pretty vulgar, but he's a pretty funny dude. And did you and did you hear the Bill Burr? Like, I'm not going to say it's a stolen joke, um, but Bill Burr at Red Rocks. Did you see Bill Burr at Red Rocks? Maybe I saw a bunch of Bill Burr stuff. I don't know which was which. So Bill Burr at Red Rocks, he has a, an abortion joke where he says abortion's definitely killing a baby. And and Chris Rock kind of was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I've definitely heard that in his latest special too. You know, so it's just a it's a passing thing. So it's not a full on joke. Um, and I'm sure they're buddies. And I, he might have just said, oh, can I use that or whatever? Um, but yeah, I think if I love uh, Neil Brennan, have you ever heard of Neil Brennan? He's kind of like an unknown guy. No, I haven't. He is unknown. I don't know him. So <laughs> Neil Brennan has a great a great joke. He's so he's um. He's a he's a producer on the Chappelle show Chappelle. and he was kind of like a joke writer for Dave Chappelle. And, you know, and and he wrote a lot of the skits on the Chappelle show with with Dave. Um, but he would always hang out and they would say like, and so he became like a comedian because, you know, he was writing jokes for people. And he's like, oh, I can do it myself. But he's super cerebral. He really gets in his head, you know? Yeah. So he was at a big Netflix special and he's like, everybody's there. Ellen DeGeneres is there. Eddie Murphy's there. Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, all the comedians, you know, I think it's even before Richard, I don't know whether it's Richard Pryor or some, they have an elder, you know, elder statesman or whatever, elder comedians. And uh, Ted Sarandos, the president of Netflix, is like, I'm so happy to be here amongst, you know, all my idols, you know, comedic idols growing up. And Chris Rock yells from the back and Neil Brennan, you know what I mean? <laughs> because nobody knows who he is. That's so funny. And then Neil Brennan was like, I was so angry that I was hoping that one day he would get his comeuppance, <laughs> you know, and this was, and he had, he had done this stand up special for Netflix right after the Oscars. So it was like this very fresh take on that, like much better executed. And I don't know, he, he has a his, his cerebral delivery of his his comedy is is really phenomenal. So, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And that's what I mean. Like, I like that kind of humor. I'm not a huge fan of the raw. Just let me scream at you with, you know, bad words. I think even Dave Chappelle is very calm in his delivery and very you know, like conversational calculated and effortless you know for me the chris rock thing he was showing the effort and he was putting in a lot of work and he was burning calories like doing that you know it, yeah no i know exactly what you mean i mean just like screaming <laughs> at the, at everybody you know <laughs> how about you anything else that that's pretty much what we've been up to and watching and where are you in servant Oh, they had a, a party when everyone moved in. So we're a couple behind. Oh, two episodes, two or three, yeah, two episodes back. Yeah, they, they invited everybody um, and then they tried to, to kidnap her and, and she had the big sinkhole. The sinkholes, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was the last thing we saw. Okay. All right. So sinkholes. Yeah. All right. So we're probably a couple behind. So couple behind. Uh, I shot you the the Pieta shot. We'll we'll get to that yeah. when you get to it. But uh, yeah, like I I you know I love a good Pieta shot. So but it's good. Uh, the fact that the fact. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's going. Like I said, M Night. Well, M Night directed the most recent episode, so he's back in the director's seat to to give it some more gravitas and it worked, you know, like you see his, but his daughter wrote it or his, his daughter wrote the episode and he, and he directed it. So when you see him directing it under the opening credits, you just, you know, I was like, I was happy on my treadmill, like <laughs> pumping away and, you know, watching the, the downfall of this family. And yeah, well, <clears throat> we'll just leave it at that. But you think it's the last season? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. 
Okay. These are the last two episodes. This episode's called The Fall. No, it's called Awakening. The Awake. It's called Awake. And then the very last episode. I, I, I'd be shocked if it was anything else. But next week is the last episode, and it's called uh, Fall. Well, all right, then. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Catch up, and we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, you know, they're 30 minutes, so we should be able to do it pretty quick. Yeah. Okay, Ted. Yeah, I guess that's it for tonight. So we have uh, all the spy talk. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think both of those trailers are going to be uh, well watched. And I think, you know, I'm going to enjoy um, both the series and the movie, Citadel and Ghosted. Uh-huh. Um, I think Ghosted is what I'm looking forward to more. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I'm going to enjoy them both. Okay. Are you watching any new stuff with the kids or... I, I do have one suggestion. It's been I think it's been two weeks since we saw it and, and Bryce is kind of off of TV so we can't watch it and we're not we're gonna hold it for him. Okay. But my dad my dad the bounty hunter, have you seen that on Netflix? No. Oh, it's good it's it's great. It's like, you know, animated space family family fun. Yeah, we'll check it out. So how how did that uh Irish uh vampire whatever what was it of uh, irish va- vampire blues vampire blues there you go vampire blues so it loses its complexity but that's that's okay cuz it's still it's still tart to the to the to the touch to the mouthfeel and and uh yeah enjoyed it to the end how about you it was good it stayed the same you know that light lager with the twist of lemon to it right all the way through that that's why you can drink 30 of those oh yeah <laughs> Drink a suitcase. Because the bottle was so big, it took a while to get through it. And by the time you get to the bottom and that little neck on the bottom, it starts getting warm. Okay. And you know how warm lagers are? It's like... Yeah. The the ending wasn't that great just because it started warming up. Yeah. But as far as like the smoothness and the easy drinking, uh, like you said, you could have 30 of them. Well, you have 30 of them. You just got to make sure that the... The hotel ice machine makes enough hotel ice to put in the bathtub with the two suitcases <laughs> exactly. of key, Keystone Light. <laughs> I was going to say a Keystone Ice. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. On that note, before All I right. wind up with a headache from the Keystone Ice, <laughs> let's get out All of right. here. See you next time. All right. Bye now. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.